Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brian and Dylan Take on the World. In this episode, we're recapping Solo, a Star Wars story, and boy, I'm sure we're going to have some interesting things to say about it, especially because it apparently is like the biggest box office bomb in history, so I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, welcome back to Brian and Dylan Take on the World. I am your host, who you love the most, Dylan. I am joined by my good friend, Brian. Brian, say hello to whoever is listening. Hey, um, hopefully there's some people listening. How's it going, Dylan? How are you doing? It's going good. It's been a little while since we talked. Yes, I was uh, out of commission by, uh, by surviving Maine, which uh, is a thing that will mean nothing to anyone right now and will... Hopefully it means something to some people in the future. Uh, and I didn't get to see Deadpool, so we didn't do a uh, comic book, or rather a movie review last week, but we're back to talk about Han Solo. Yes, and we are late. And we're even later than I projected because my internet is now on the sniggle fritz. Sorry. And, uh, and also, it could, be the, it could be the same cyber terrorism that we experienced when we tried to do Ready Player One, so who knows? Yeah, I mean... It seems like anytime there's these big movies that we enjoy, but the rest of the general, or rather the rest of like critics don't really love, especially YouTube critics, that uh, we just get like attacked and they try to hold us down, but we won't be stopped. Yes. So for those of you not following, Brian was tricked to go up into the woods in Maine to record a show similar to Survivor. Mm-hmm. He got up there and there was no one up there <laughs> and Brian quickly realized that he had been abandoned in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. with nothing left to survive and Brian by the grace of God survived got out of the woods. A changed man may I say that. Right. He, he's changed you'll tell by his tone in the show <laughs> uh, but uh, thank God he's back. He's here now he, he hasn't seen Deadpool yet that's because uh, the middle of the woods doesn't have movie theaters for Deadpool. Fortunately not yeah. But uh, the first thing he did when he got back from being stranded in the middle of the woods he went and saw Solo. He said Dylan I'm going to see Solo. I don't care that I may have rabies. <laughs> so here we are. It was uh, you know after we could just like I maybe encountered a Chewie in the woods, who knows, but uh, you know, I'm happy to have made it back alive, I'm happy to not have been bitten by any ticks, because that was my main fear the whole the whole weekend. That you know of? Yeah. I was very thorough. I, uh, I like, tucked my pants into my socks and everything, looked like a real dweeb, so not that different from usual. Well, you're here now, and that's yes, all that matters. Exactly. So today we are talking Solo, a Star Wars story, which I actually am literally just coming from the theater from seeing for a second time. Okay. And I am very, very excited to talk about that, as I know you are. But first, let's kind of talk, jump into some of the topics that are relevant right now. Uh, so Fallout 76 has been announced. Yes. Uh, it, kind of like on trend with a lot of the other ridiculous game titles that are coming out <laughs> right now. Like we have... Red Dead Redemption 2, even though the entire Red Dead series has always been Red Dead something different. Right. Uh, we have Battlefield uh, V to follow up Battlefield 1. Mm-hmm. Battle- v also stands for 5 for the uh, kids out there keeping track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have 5 following up 1. And then now we have Fallout 76 following up Fallout 4. Yeah, so we're not really sure what this is. 
because um, he didn't give us any info. He just gave us a pretty neat trailer um, mm-hmm. that intentionally tricked us into thinking it was a Fallout 3 remastered trailer, uh, which, you know, I did not appreciate because I looked foolish when I was like, oh, it's Fallout 3 remastered. And then they're like, nope, mm-hmm. nope, it's not. And uh, so I also saw someone online said that this uh, stream hyped people up too much and they had to skip from 4 to 76 just straight to it which I enjoyed but uh, yeah I think I'm a fairly big fan of Fallout would you say that you're a fan of it as well uh, in terms of series for video games mm-hmm. it's it's definitely top 5 for me right. it's a game that I'll buy like the day it comes out yeah mm-hmm. so I was really really excited when I first saw them tease the announcement of this like a day before they actually announced it when they released the typical um. Uh, what 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 did it say? It was like it was uh, uh warning. Yeah. Please stand uh, coming by. Soon. Stream. Please stand by. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. So it was like please stand by, and I think they did the same thing for Fallout Four mm-hmm. as well. Uh. So I was getting super excited. Part of me was like, "There's no way that they're already doing another Fallout," because I would have been shocked that they skipped over doing another Elder Scrolls. Yeah. But... Me too. Actually, like that would be a really strange turn for them to to make here. Yeah, but apparently they are. Um, so I, I once I saw the trailer, I got really, really excited. I'm like, oh, Fallout 76. We've heard of Vault 76 referenced a lot before in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, all right, great, another Fallout. I mean, I, I, I love the Elder Scrolls, but I guess I'll take another Fallout. Uh, count me in. Mm-hmm. And then news started trickling out. Leaks started happening that it's going to be an online survival RPG for whatever that means. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of words, certainly. So, like, in a matter of basically, like, two hours, I think this leak came out rather quickly, mm-hmm. I went from, like, incredibly excited, like, oh, let's fucking do it, like, another Fallout, to a Fallout 76, an online survival RPG. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what quite to make of that. It's the type of thing where I'm incredibly skeptical about it now because this is really a... This is uncharted waters for fallout they've never done anything like this fallout's been more of a single player rpg story driven game online survival doesn't really seem like that uh no no definitely not and it was funny because i think a lot of people were like oh it's it's like rust and I was like, okay, it's like Rust. That's interesting. Yeah, everyone's favorite game, Rust. <laughs> and then today, right before it went on, I saw like other leakers being like, it's nothing like Rust, actually. I'm like, oh, I don't know who to believe now. And with all these leaks, I'm, um, now I'm even more skeptical of how far along this project actually is. Mm-hmm. Like, is this like almost complete? Is this something we're going to get come holiday season? Or is this something that's two years out you know right so just going off how they announced fallout 4 they announced it at e3 well they teased it uh, you know a few weeks before like they did with this announced Mm -hmm. it at e3 at their own conference and then it was available in november so it'll be interesting to see if we get like the quick turnaround time once again so i believe that i think it's a june 10th or 13th is when they're coming out with more stuff for this Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we'll get it pretty quickly. But, yeah, I, re- I do remember Fallout 4 being announced, and, like, it really seemed like like only, like, a couple months later, it game, the game just came right. out. 
And I love Fallout 4. Uh, I thought Fallout 4. I, I still find myself... It has a lot of replayability. I still mm. find myself coming back to playing it. But I'm not huge on whatever the hell an online survival RPG is. Right. I, uh, I certainly like Rust. Um, I've had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I don't know if there needs to be another Rust. You mm. know what I mean? So, like, describe Rust to me. I, don't, I never played Rust. So... Uh, the, yeah, go ahead. So, Rust is... A multiplayer game, basically you get to pick a server, you wake up on a beach on a, a giant map, and all you have is a rock and a torch, and you have to farm items, and once you, like, do that, like, you cut down a tree with the rock, once you have enough wood, you, like, build spears and different weapons out of the wood, then you can like harvest stone and if you have like wood and stone you can make like axes to make like cutting down trees or harvesting more stone easier and then you can build bases and basically if you're by yourself it's really not that fun of a game but if you have a bunch of people and you can like pretty quickly get up to speed and building bases and stuff it's pretty fun and you can go pretty much from having nothing just being a naked avatar um with you actually don't get to pick which gender or race or anything your mm -hmm. avatar is. So mine's a girl who is bald um, in Rust. And you can go from nothing except for a rocket torch all the way to, like, machine guns and rocket launchers. And then other people are still, like, you know, just having rocks and torches. So it's an interesting gotcha. game. It's fun for what it is. It's really fun when you have a lot of people playing it. I don't necessarily know why they would make just like another version of it with a fallout skin on it so based on the trailers it like it looked like it was story driven mm -hmm. it looked like you were inside the vault a couple hundred years before the events of most of the other mm -hmm. fallout games um because usually uh like in fallout 4 i think he was in the vault for like 300 years like 200 and something years mm -hmm. before he was unfrozen so taking place like almost immediately it seems like immediately after the fallout happens i thought that was really cool and i thought that was really fun that they were gonna try to get a game with that because i could see fallout getting a little bit repetitive mm -hmm. if you're just basically going to the same time period it just in a different place in the united states right. which like i say repetitive but i play the shit out of I, I played the shit out of, like you said, a Fallout 3 remaster yeah. of a game that I played 400 times. Right. So I guess repetitiveness doesn't really matter, but I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical about this now. Mm -hmm. It's something I'm probably going to end up trying, and I, I honestly really hope that the online survival RPG leaks are false. Mm -hmm. They're purposely planted to divert people from thinking what it actually is, mm -hmm. but I guess, I guess we'll see, but... Either way, Fallout is one of the biggest titles of video games, so this is going to draw a lot of uh, a lot of buzz. So I'm looking forward to mm. when they announce a little bit more in a couple weeks. But yeah, and it's not... especially interesting because you know, uh, Fallout, the vaults, most of them have experiments happening mm. on them. Uh, se vault 76 has been referenced in other games, and it is a control vault. So yep. there's nothing happening here, and. Their whole thing is that they're going to emerge, I think it was 25 years after the bombs drop, to try mm. to rebuild. So that's all we know right now. Also, it's taking place in potentially West Virginia or maybe the western part of Virginia, depending on people's interpretation of the song. Gotcha. 
right. So that's a so, long way to say we don't know anything. No, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. So moving on to our second and final story, because we just want to bring you solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Mangold, who is the director of Logan, who obviously Logan, everybody loves Logan. Yes. He has officially been tagged and tasked with directing the Boba Fett spinoff. Which, first things first, I'm a little surprised that the next spinoff announced was not Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's almost like they're, they're like, they're mad at us. <laughs> like, I don't know what we did to them, but. So I do remember, I do remember a couple of years ago, this was, the Boba Fett movie was already in pre-production. Mm-hmm. Josh Trank, who did uh, Chronicle yeah. and the fucking god-awful Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. He was originally signed on to do the Boba Fett movie, and then I think a combination of him kind of cracking underneath the pressure of having a Star Wars franchise, yeah, he was a Fantastic Four kind of ruined that. Mm, uh, and it didn't help that he just straight blamed the studio for the failures of Fantastic Four. Correct. Like not which even you cannot <laughs> like yeah, close. which you cannot do with Disney and the Star yeah. Wars. They didn't. He didn't take any like blame for that so that fell through and I kind of honestly at that point kind of thought the Boba, Boba Fett thing was dead because we really didn't hear anything after no, that I, yeah I did too I didn't know this is still happening um, and then banking off of the quote unquote success of Solo which I guess we'll get into that in a little <laughs> while um, this was announced, I think, like two days after. I think it was really soon after uh, Solo was released that this was announced that... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, my computer froze. That James Mangold was taking over, which I, I like James Mangold a lot. Obviously, Logan was... I think I think Logan both met and exceeded people's expectations. Yeah, it's uh, my second favorite X-Men movie. Yeah, uh, he's done Logan, Walk the Line, mm-hmm. uh, a movie called Heavy. He also did the The Wolverine, which I thought was actually still a pretty good movie. Yeah, it definitely was better than X Men Origins. Uh, I actually sure. like what I like Walk the Line a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walk the Line's a, a top like thirty movie for me. I re- I've seen Walk the Line eat like six times mm-hmm. maybe. I really like that movie. That's the so, Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Well, no, Walk the no. Line, it, you're thinking of Man on Wire, yes, The Wire. Walk the Line is the uh, Johnny Cash movie with Joaquin oh, Phoenix. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know what? I thought... Have you ever seen Walk Hard? Yes. I thought, the, for a the, second, the, I was like, Cox. is that the real name of the Johnny Cash movie? No, that's, that's like the satire. <laughs> the, yeah, okay. My bad on that. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Like, Boba Fett... I'm like semi on board that Boba Fett is really one of the most overrated characters. <laughs> yeah, for and it's weird because I, I think I think like I think at first glance Boba Fett is like just seems really really badass. But when and now that I've gone back and rewatched the original trilogy a lot, he's kind of just he's kind of just bland. Yeah, he like he's do like much. no, if he was like a serial, he would just be like. Like I guess like Wheaties maybe like he like he looks great and like everybody knows what Wheaties is mm-hmm. and like you kind of want to be associated with Wheaties but like nobody really wants to eat Wheaties. Right. So like Boba Fett's the Wheaties of this universe and like I'm gonna see the shit out of this movie too. Like don't get me wrong, and I'm really excited with James Mangold and I I like my I, my hope and I think a lot of people's hopes is that we get a really like, gritty, violent Boba Fett movie like a bounty hunter movie, but. 
I don't think we'll get violent. I don't think we'll get rated R, unfortunately. I don't think we'll get Boba Fett running around saying, like, fuck, like 20 times yeah. in the movie. So, but what but, if we get Hugh Jackman as Boba Fett? That would be interesting. That'd be good, Hugh Jackman, right? Hugh Jackman, like, in, like, Wolverine, like, hair and mm-hmm. beard and stuff. Right. It's just him from Wolverine. But so, in the Boba Fett suit. I, I guess the tough thing, too, is you, you have to find somebody to match... Boba Fett's voice mm-hmm. from the original movies and to match the clone the clone voices from the original movies also because Boba Fett is technically a clone. Right. So, one of the things I heard is that they're thinking about maybe t- treating Boba Fett almost as like a persona more than an actual person. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you think they, they would cast the actor who portrayed Jango Fett and the clones as Boba I, Fett? I hope, I hope not. <laughs> just straight up, just wow. No, please. Well, no, it's just it's it's just like one. I think that guy was really old. Yeah, would be really old, old by now for this. Right. Uh, I, I I guess I don't see why not, but I, I I would assume they're really hoping to go for a star mm. to drive it in. Like I heard something like where Josh Trank was originally going to do this that he wanted Michael B. Jordan to play Boba Fett. I mean, I'm always which I guess like for anything with Michael B. Jordan in it, so. No, I hear you, but I also feel like every single role that's coming out now is just like Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing, but I get what you're saying. Like, Michael B. Jordan was the runner-up to play uh, Lando and Solo originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they ended up choosing Donald Glover, but I don't know. I guess I'd be okay with that, but you'd have to really... I don't know. You'd have to really sell it, especially when it comes to Star Wars. You have to really explain why this isn't the original or the older Boba Fett. Because mm-hmm. at that point, like, why are we why are we doing this? You know, right. just to make it another bounty hunter movie in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess we'll wait and see. We're going to be waiting at least probably like two or three years for mm-hmm. this movie anyway. So I'm a little disappointed that the announcement wasn't wasn't the Obi Wan Kenobi movie, like I said. But I really do think that's coming, especially with some of the events that happened in Solo. So, I I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit more, especially when we do the spoiler section. But I would be still be shocked that that movie it isn't something that's real. Mm-hmm. Um, but for I mean, sure, Ian McGregor's like, please, I I really would like to do this. It's it's pretty crazy too because you McGregor, I I I associate Obi Wan with you McGregor more than I associated him with uh, Alex Guinness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is I think he just played that role so well, and he kind of did similar to what we'll get into with Solo. I think he took a character that was already pretty well established and kind of made it his own, and it just happened to work. Um, so we'll get that, but yeah. I mean, either way, Boba Fett. 100% confirmed. Again, James Mangold, who I think is a great director. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he'll do with it. I, I hope we're going to get it like a gritty, like almost like a, a Star Wars noir type mm-hmm. film. Right. Uh, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got a, we got a Western this time, so may as well unquote, get a noir. Quote unquote a Western. Yeah. So, well, we'll get into that. So. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and when we return, we will be doing a quick spoiler f- Spoiler-free discussion of Solo. All right. Question mark? (laughs) Okay. All right. We'll be back. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy. 
for having a mind of my own. I'm gonna be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Alright, welcome back guys. Uh, so yeah, Brian, we are going to be doing a little bit of non-spoiler and spoiler discussion of Solo, uh, but I think first things first, let's keep it non-spoiler. We will warn everyone when we are going to do spoilers so all right brian yes <laughs> Would you, this is sorry you can tell the time off we took i'm just i'm so off. <laughs> it's all right, all right. so uh what i thought of uh solo was that it is a perfect... hold, on, hold, on, hold on let's let's restart this whole let's restart this whole thing okay. i'm gonna clap for my you got editing. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, Brian, as we mentioned, we are going to be reviewing Solo, finally, a movie that we have been talking and waiting for for a very long time. We actually both managed to see this movie, yes. unlike Deadpool unlike or Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, I so think Deadpool is doing fine. This movie needed both of yes. us more than Deadpool did. As I explained, I just literally got back from seeing it for the second time, right. so I'm doing my part. Um, so I think I think first we're going to keep it spoiler free and then we'll jump into a spoiler discussion right after that and we will warn you uh, once we do spoilers but uh, first things first Brian what did you think of the movie I thought Solo was a perfectly decent movie it was a lot of fun it's certainly worth seeing in theaters and I thought that Donald Glover was fantastic as Lando um Amelia Clark was really solid. Woody Harrelson good as always, and um, Eldrick Einreich. I, I think I think it's uh, Alden Enrich. Alden Enrich. Um, that's what we're calling him from now. Okay. Alden Alden Enrich. I think he did a good job as Han Solo, and I think that I I don't know if it's because people like prepared me for him to just be terrible. Or what? But I thought, uh, you know, he was decent. And it's always tough to play a role that's established where you can't really add your own quirks to it. Yeah. But uh, I thought he did a good job, and I liked the movie. No, I 100% I, I agree with everything you said, except I think I liked the movie maybe a little bit more than you did. Mm -hmm. I I actually loved the movie. I, I went in with – I tr basically went in with no expectations. <laughs> I, remember I was actually texting my friend on my way to go see it and I was like I don't know I'm kind of really not excited for this movie yeah no is, same because uh, I'm so I'm still so dragged down from Last Jedi mm -hmm. not to beat a dead horse but I, I just am and like for this movie to come out as quickly as it did after post Last Jedi like I feel like now we're just getting Star Wars every like five minutes mm -hmm. uh, so I really went with no expectations and I think that helped me because I was kind of staying away from the buzz because uh, scores dropped for this like two weeks before this movie came out. Mm -hmm. It was like something ridiculous where the, the, the embargo on reviews was like lifted like a month ahead of time. Right. Uh, so I went with no expectations. I went in, same thing with the knowledge that Alden Einreich, Enreich, or whatever we're calling him, mm -hmm. had, had like an acting coach to play Han, which I, I, I wasn't buying it at first then, and now that I've seen it, I'm not buying it either. Mm -hmm. I thought he was great. I thought hey, that he's he... He's a good actor. I thought that he played Han Solo. He didn't play Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, mm. which really worked for me. I, I I think I may have enjoyed him more than I enjoyed Lando, mm. which is tough because I thought Donald B. Glover as Lando was fucking incredible. Like 
he, at, when he first spoke in the movie, I thought it was Billy D. Williams. <laughs> he did a really good job of uh, capturing the essence of the performance of Billy one, D. Williams. One of the other podcasts I listened to kind of said it really well that uh, Donald Glover did a really, really good impression of Billy D. Williams, and Alden did a really, really good interpretation of Han Solo. Mm. Um because and another great point is that Lando was basically already established at this point Mm -hmm. as we find out Han is still like a young guy and you really can kind of see like the not the childish uh, aspect to him but more like the inexperience in him right he's not completely callous to the world either no 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 he's yeah he's not that at all yet Um, so I thought I thought them two they both stole the show for me and I almost think I might give the edge to Alden just because I he like I he really exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. and I'm actually I re, I really liked him as Han and honestly I I would not mind another Han Solo movie. Mm, same I would I'd go see it. Um, I, same thing with like Woody Harrelson. I thought he was fine. I thought he did a really good Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> Amelia Clark. Like I love her. Um, she she's my uh, celebrity wife, right. uh, and she, I, I thought she was just fine. Also, like she was just mm. she was playing uh, Amelia Amelia Clark in a role, and like I, I thought she was all right. Like I thought that whole story with her and Han was a little a little Wheaties. You know what I'm saying? A little mm. bland. Right. Um, it's kind of tough where it, like it starts off with them together, so it's just like okay, so this is just a yeah. thing. You know, we don't we don't yeah. learn about it. We're just told this is it. It's tough to get into a lot with spoilers, so we'll kind of cover some of that with spoilers. I thought Paul Bettany as uh, Dryden Voss was awesome. He's great. He's great. I thought he yeah. a fa- I, he was a fantastic bad guy for this movie. I thought he did very very well. Uh, it was it was nice to see Vision uh, back back at. Back I know. Board, it's, so. it's especially fun. Like he's Vision's like pure good. In yeah. the Avengers, and this guy's so evil. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he he was, and he was really good at being a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other guys we had, we had a new guy playing Chewie. Yes, which I kind of suspected uh, was going to happen eventually. I'm actually surprised that um, they haven't had a new guy playing Chewie in the new series. But Jonas Suatoma, yes, Suatomo. He's a basketball player, right? I don't know. I, I think um, I heard that he is a former like college and like semi-professional basketball player, and then they were like, "Do you want to play Chewie?" And he's like, "Yeah, I should probably do that because this isn't this NBA thing's not happening." Gotcha. Uh, I th- I thought seeing like a young agile Chewie was really good. I thought the introduction of Chewie was really good. Also, mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, 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 threw me threw me out of loop a little bit. Uh, me too. Yeah, that I did not. Expect it was happening. That. I I did not see it coming in. Um, my boy John Favreau. We talked about this uh, last time. We talked about getting ready for Solo. Mm. Not big on his character. Uh, we'll get into that in spoilers. But I thought he was borderline almost. I thought we were having a new Jar Jar situation with him. <laughs> um, sort of similar to L three. Mm. You didn't like. You didn't like. Uh, it was tough. I li- definitely liked L three a lot more <laughs> than I like John Favreau. Right. Uh, Rio Dur- Rio Durant is his actual character name. Mm-hmm. Definitely liked L three more than that. I like kind of the spin they ended up using with L three. So L three or K two S O. K two S O by far. Oh, it's not even, yeah. No, that's not even a competition. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
I no, every, everything worked for me. I thought this was a really fun movie. I don't think this is gonna win any Academy Awards, but I also right. don't think it's getting the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we were talking about the box office, it's it's as you quoted saying that it's it's almost a bust. It's mm-hmm. it's failing at the box. Uh, yeah, so. I've been I've seen it referred to as the biggest like box office failure of all time. Which that's crazy. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think we were just coming off of the biggest box office failure of all time, which was Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Which I think ended up losing like eighty million dollars or something like that, something ridiculous yeah. like that. I know, like the running joke was Justice League, but you yeah. know what? I said Justice League was pretty okay, and now there's another so, movie that's a bigger disaster. So maybe well, we, if we, I we, say this one's okay, it will reverse the curse. So we always divert from the main mm-hmm. point of the podcast, and this is where this is going to happen right now. So I ended up renting Justice League, dude. That movie fucking sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> Second time around was not close to what it was the first time around. That movie stinks. Oh, I, paid, I paid $6 and almost immediately found myself fast forward. <laughs> um, so that's not So good. you're saying don't on... watch it a second time? No, no. Leave it with the first okay. and you got to watch it. <laughs> Back on the solo. No, so yeah, overall, I'm probably, I think I'm giving solo a 7.9. Mm-hmm. Really high on this. It's right. a movie I'm I'm going to see for a third time for sure. Uh, and I, I, it's really refreshing for, for me to have something good well, back Star in my Wars. heart with Star Wars. <laughs> because after Last Jedi, I was, honestly, I think after Last Jedi, I, I don't know if I was going to see episode uh, 9. In, like opening night, mm. like I think I think last year I had that kind of effect on me where I, and I and I played in with Solo that I just was not as excited. Mm. But goddamn, I'm glad I went and saw this opening night. And I honestly, that's all I could think about after I saw it. Ron Howard, I don't know what happened with the two other guys, the Lego Movie Boys, mm. but Gordon Miller. Ron, Ron Howard is such a great actor, uh, and Lawrence Kasdan, who directed and wrote Empire Strikes Back. Mm really gave it like that gritty aspect to this movie because sometimes it's really dark I think the first act I've heard a lot of people say that it was like borderline unwatchable I thought the first act was fine mm-hmm. I actually had heard um, a lot of people were complaining that it like takes forever to get going but I like watched it and I was like it's like the whole thing is going I don't know what they're talking about it's like one action scene to the next you know we got like chases and then war scenes and then like you know, crazy heist antics, you know, it's the whole time it's going. I don't, I disagree. I sometimes feel like I, maybe I saw a different movie. I, yeah, no, I, I'm a hundred percent there with you. I think that the, uh, I think a lot of people were waiting for Lando. Lando doesn't come until about halfway through the movie, Yeah. which some people because, have yeah, to, he's not the main character. No, he's not a hundred twenty percent. He's not. And I remember saying this to you, uh, a few days ago after I first saw it, I actually think they should have left Lando out of this movie. I think they should have made this. I think they should have made this just a, a him beating Chewie movie because I really think they could make they could turn this solo thing into a series. Mm-hmm. Like I think they could do a trilogy of solo because it, as of right now we're ten years before New Hope. Mm-hmm. I think that's the official timeline period is that we're ten years before New Hope. Right. Uh, so I think I would have. It, it was almost convenient storytelling that you have him meeting Chewie and Lando like a couple days apart from each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, um, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that entirely. But overall, for the story, you needed to introduce a lot of other things that came with Lando, so I get it. And like I said, Donald Glover fucking crushed it. But I don't think that Lando necessarily uh, 
made this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think I think this movie would have been fine in terms of story without Lando, but I'm obviously glad he's in there. And mm-hmm. like I said, I really hope we get another solo movie because I hope that that's not. I hope that wasn't the final time that we see that Lando and Han see each other between then and Cloud City. Right. I think um, the bigger thing than Lando, obviously Lando's an important part of Han's story, um, yep. but the Millennium Falcon is like the most important part. I wasn't really sure if that was a spoiler, so that's kind of why I dropped it. But yeah, yeah, so like the key with Lando was the Millennium Falcon, which we already knew uh, from Empire Strike Back that Han won the Millennium Falcon from Lando. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was no secret that it was in this movie, so I don't really know why I thought to be a spoiler. Right, but yeah, yeah, I was I th- like, oh, I thought, shit, no, was that not in the trailers? Oh, no. The whole point of Lando was to get the Millennium Falcon into the movie, mm-hmm. which I get. Uh, I actually kind of like how they introduced a cl- very, very clean, un- unblasted, f- in its entirety, Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> I mean, I was saying for the spoiler discussion, but by the end, the Millennium Falcon looks like the Millennium Falcon right. that we know and love. Um, yeah, overall, I thought this movie was really, really well done. Like, it's not an Academy Award-winning movie, but I thought it was a really fun movie. I at no point checked my watch, and I didn't even realize it's two hours and 15 minutes until I just looked yeah, I thought at the it, time. I thought it was really well-paced as well. I didn't feel like it dragged at all. So I thought the I thought the first act was fine. I thought the second half was really really well done. I thought the third act w- w- was good as well. Yeah, let's just say there's no uh, Casino Planet segment of this movie that makes you like want it yeah. to just end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you like to there... go into spoilers? I have so much uh, I want well, to talk about in there. So what are you what are you giving it for a score? Oh, uh, sorry. I am giving this a six out of ten. That's that's a little low, but I feel like uh, I feel like six is like you should see it. Like five is like rent it, five four is like rent it, and then anything below like five four is like see it if you're really interested in it. But like rent it, don't go out so to the theaters. What? What? Not to cut you off. What did you like more, Rogue One or Solo? I liked this movie more because I thought that it was more of a coherent narrative. Um, I thought yep. Rogue One was awesome in terms of action scenes, but mm-hmm. it's just like everything that connected the scenes was really weak. It was like they felt like we were just rushing from set piece to set piece in Rogue One yep. rather than like a storyline that was bringing us to these different moments. Um, and obviously the end scene of Rogue One's amazing. And the dark ending is really cool, and I thought it was refreshing for, like, a Star Wars movie, but I just didn't think it worked necessarily as a, um, as, like, a film. You know, it it was a bunch of cool Star Wars scenes. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm still a little, what would you give, what would you give Rogue One? Um, like, like, uh, probably a five and a half. Jeez, Jesus! I think we're on maybe a different like scoring scale. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, I'm trying to be more like like I don't want to. I don't want to say that I love everything. You know, like I feel like I came out hot with Black Panther, giving it like what was it like a nine and a half or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I stand by. I think Black Panther is amazing, and I'll go see Black Panther today again. Um, well, 
Well, I mean, I'm one to talk about scores. I think I gave I gave a quiet place like what? What did I give it? Like a nine point five. Right. And then Tamor came on and maybe completely feel like a bag of shit. So I brought that down to like an eight point six. But <laughs> I'm I'm sticking to my guns with this seven point seven point nine. Mm. Is that what I gave it or seven point eight? I think I gave it a seven point nine. Mm. Uh, seven point nine for me. I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend to go see it. I think I think if you're a Star Wars fan, most people have already seen it anyway. Mm. But if you haven't, definitely go because I think I think it definitely it's fun, but it also it pleases the Star Wars fan. There's a lot of things in it, a lot of callbacks, a lot of call forwards that I really enjoyed, and I'm really happy that we're in there. Yeah, and I think I think the reason I gave it was because like I saw it. I'm probably not gonna see it again. I liked it though, and I think people should see it because I don't think it deserves like the flack it's catching. And I think a lot of the flack it's catching, slash the disappointing box office is like, in part, the Last Jedi's fault. Part of it, like I said earlier, is that they released the scores, the the critic reviews for this movie two weeks or so before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. So the the early critic scores it was I had it at like a uh, uh, six. Point nine or something on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. and that's already like kind of low when they gave fucking Last Jedi like a nine, like a ninety-five. This movie is a lot better than Last Jedi. Hundred percent. I would watch. I I don't know if I'll ever watch the Last Jedi from getting that ever again. Mm. I really don't. Yeah, was it bigger clusterfuck, Last Jedi, or the those fake nerds episode of us trying to review Last Jedi? Last Jedi, 100%. <laughs> right. That's not even a debate. I'd rather go back and listen to that update than listen to watch the, the Last Jedi. All right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm never going to watch Last Jedi again, so. It was uh, it was one of those things where now I'm just basing it off. Of, if I like a movie a lot, I'm just going to end up buying the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Last Blu-ray I bought was, was Black Panther, but actually the last Blu-ray I bought before that was... Uh, Rogue One, speaking of which. Right. And so Star Wars is like the one where I'm just I'm buying those DVDs today. They come out. Last Jedi, I was like, fuck that. I don't <laughs> it's want just it. going to be a hole in your collection. I don't want it. Ra- Rachel was like, hey, I got you a surprise. And I slapped it out of her hand. I said, get that shit out of this house. Oh, no. I was like imagining one day you have like a wall dedicated to Star Wars and it's just a blank space. And your daughter like is like, dad, what goes there? And you're like, don't ever bring that up again. <laughs> I will say though, JJ Abrams is back for episode episode nine. So yeah, I'm, I'm really... excited. Um, I think this got me back as a like real fan of Star Wars. Um, I was I will be honest, I was questioning my fandom after the Last Jedi. No, hundred percent. And I think what we need more of is movies away from the Skywalker saga. Mm. Like I, I really like Rogue Rogue One in this, especially this. I really enjoyed just getting away. From everything going on with the Empire versus the the Rebellion and the Skywalkers mm-hmm. versus the Dark Side, right. like I'm really happy to get away from this. We were in a lot of cool locations with Solo, mm-hmm. like a lot of the planets they went to, a lot of like the things they were talking about, even like the even like a lot of the dialogue mm-hmm. was just so much different from the main saga, which honestly I really enjoyed. And I would, even with like the Boba Fett coming out, I'm really. I'm really happy to get away from everything with the Skywalkers because I'm really kind of fucking Skywalker at this point. So. Yeah. Well, no, none of them are alive anymore. So. Well, you got fucking. You, you still got Kylo out there fucking being a piece of shit. 
Uh, all right, let's go to spoilers. All right, spoiler time. Everybody who does not want to hear us talk about spoilers, uh, thank you for checking us out. All right, Dylan, let's spoil the shit out of this movie. All right, so first things first is pretty obvious. Once again, spoilers. If you haven't left yet, like if you're on a bicycle or something, you better get off that bike quickly. Right. It's like, first so, things first, Solo dies. Bold choice. Um, yeah. <laughs> didn't see it coming. So, Obviously, uh, Maul, Darth Maul returning. Yeah, whoa, that was crazy. So, did you watch the Clone Wars or or Rebels? I've, I've only ever seen uh, the movies. I've never read any of the books. I've never um, so watched you had, any of the shows. So you had no idea of his presence, being like him being him being alive? No. Uh, yeah, I guess so this is after... Um, so, presumably he's killed in uh, the f- the first of the prequels. So this was a uh, this is very interesting. So not really much for spoilers because it's something that's already canon and something that's already technically happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if they'll be going back in full detail and like doing a full Maul movie. So basically, when Obi Wan cut Darth Maul in half, mm-hmm. he used his like pure hatred. <clears throat> For Obi Wan and the dark side to stay alive, kind of like what Anakin did at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Right. Uses his hatred for Obi Wan. Obi Wan just fucking pissing everyone off in the dark side. He, <laughs> the he, key he, to immortality is be horribly maimed by Obi Wan, and you'll just be so mad you'll stay alive forever. He quite literally used his hatred to stay alive the whole time. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting like put into a, cr- uh, a trash compactor and shot off to the trash planet. I'm completely forgetting the name of the planet. Uh, where like he's still like he's in tremendous amount of pain, but he's using his hate to stay alive. He ends up being able to use a whole bunch of like old robot parts to create himself some legs. Mm, this is the spider Darth Maul I've seen on the internet. Yep. Okay. And then so at this so point, that is real. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. At this point, his brother, who he has a brother by the way, mm. and his brother's fucking name is Savage Oppress. He sounds like he should be working for Thanos with that. Right. Name. He does. So it does sound his like brother him. Savage Oppress, who was like a yellowy version of him, mm. finds him on this planet and takes him back to his home planet. And the uh, I forget the name of of his mother. It's like some some sketchy name, mm. Ir- irrelevant. Um, she gives him upgraded legs. And she basically tells them, like, hey, Obi-Wan's out there. All this shit's happened. And they kind of sideline themselves from the Clone Wars. Because mm-hmm. um, at this point, he's like, fuck, fuck the dark side. Fuck the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, still fuck Obi-Wan. <laughs> Especially. Uh, so he's like, hey, him and his brother are like, let's start uh, uniting all these crime syndicates around the universe. Mm-hmm. Let's ignite the huts. Let's ignite... Uh, I forgot the name of the other fucking guys. So he starts taking all the things, including like Job of the Hutt and all that, mm-hmm. and he starts uniting all of them into this one giant crime syndicate. And eventually at this point, he tries to fight Obi-Wan, and he loses against Obi-Wan the first time. Doesn't die, though. Um, Obi-Wan needs to get better at just killing these people, by the way. Yes. Um, and then, so he comes... Oh, no, he fights uh, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Anakin's apprentice. Mm-hmm. I really recommend to watch Clone Wars. It's 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 really really well done. Um, and then we cut forward the Rebels, where he has now created Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. So when I heard Crimson Dawn, I kind of already knew something was up. I didn't know we were getting fucking Darth Maul in this, mm-hmm. but it was a name I heard before. 
And also, Darth Maul at this point had a group of like super troopers okay. that were all wearing Mandalorian armor, mm-hmm. which is the same armor that Boba Fett wears. Right. And if you notice in Dried Boss's office that there's a very prevalent and out there uh, Mandalorian armor. Mm-hmm. So, getting into my theory is that Dryden Voss was one of the super troopers. Mm-hmm. That's how his um, face got all fucked up. That, which also that, like, that was crazy. Yeah. I, I The first time I almost didn't catch it and I thought I was seeing things, but clearly when he gets mad, his scars and his eyes just flare up and completely turn red, mm-hmm. which I thought that was really badass. Right. Um, so now Darth Maul basically created all these crime syndicates, and he's just, he's like the king of the underworld at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that explains where he's at now. That kind of explains what was going on with him, how he survived. It's something that I thought was a little crazy to put into that movie with no explanation at all. It was, because I had no idea what was happening until you've explained it to me now. Yeah, and I also think it's going to be even fucking crazier if they don't put him in any other movies. Mm-hmm. And I will say, this is a well, this is a semi-spoiler for if there's ever a Kenobi movie. Uh, him and Ken- him and Obi Wan do meet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's on Tatooine. Uh, that's all I'll say at that. And we also get a Darth Vader versus Darth Maul fight as well. Oh, hey, right. interesting. So I highly recommend to check out Rebels because that all happens in that. But that's already happened, so it's not really spoilers mm-hmm. uh, that bad. Um, but yeah, Darth Maul is alive, and I like I almost jumped out of my seat when I saw that. In the- I was not expecting to see him at all. I heard Crimson Dawn. I saw the Mandalorian armor in in Dryden Boss's office, but I did not expect fucking Darth Maul to pop up right then and there. No, I was very uh, surprised. I think I looked at Alex and I was like, is that Darth Maul? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, that doesn't really explain anything, but I'm glad you're here to confirm this. So I love that. Mm. And I think, there's a lot, I, I think there's a lot of people that didn't know about the Clone Wars and Rebels. I, I, I know there's some people that don't like it, and I can't really blame them, because it's tough to go into that with no explanation at all, which is why I think it's going to be even crazier if they don't have Maul in another movie. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Boba Fett, maybe, because I think Boba Fett at one point may have could have been working with... Uh, with Obviously, he worked with Jabba, but could also could be working with uh, Maul, yeah. perhaps, Crimson Dawn. Um, but like I said, the Kenobi movie was what would make the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. But... I'll actually I'll talk to you a little bit about that off air because that's like heavy spoilers, but I don't think it's, it'll be that much of a spoiler to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Uh, some of the things I didn't like, though, to kind of get into it. Uh, I mean, there was a few things I didn't like. How he got his name Solo, I uh, thought was really yeah, bad. that was bad. I thought that was Straight really up, just really cheap bad. writing. Like, why can't he just be named Han Solo? Yeah, right. Like, why, why do you have this why, be his name? Why? Why? Because I thought that was one of the coolest parts about him that his name was literally Han Solo. Mm. Um, and then he's like, oh, yeah, who's your, who's your people? He's like, I don't fucking got people. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, Han Solo. The guy said it almost to be a dick. Yeah. He, like, was really proud of himself. He was like, um, <laughs> hilarious. Each time I've seen that, I've kind of been like, ugh, like, uh, I hate that. And then actually, to jump back to Darth Maul, wasn't a fan of when he ignited his lightsaber for literally no reason. <laughs> At the end, yeah. Uh, and I think that that think was, was just to, like, be like, yeah. Yeah, this is Darth Maul. Well, no, that, and I think that they did that to have, just so they could have one lightsaber in the fucking movie. Mm. Like, it's every quota. single movie has had a lightsaber in it. Yeah. And, like, they were like, hey, we need one lightsaber light up. Mm. And there it was. I thought that was really dumb. And when I just saw it again, I rolled my eyes. Right. Um, 
I actually didn't remember he did do that. Um, maybe because my brain was like, this is dumb. Because <laughs> I like, just, just forget about that last two seconds. Just yeah, remember I was just like, yeah, it's pretty dumb. Um, other than that, like I think those are the only two things I had an issue with. I feel like there's something else, but minor, minor things, mm. especially the soul thing. It's kind of just like more like, oh, that's fucking dumb. But yeah. it's it, it's whatever. Uh, I really enjoyed Lando a lot. The droid. Uh, L3. L337, I believe. With her, like, thick ass. <laughs> yes, I, was she a, was all right. That was one thick I, droid, for sure. I did... I did really laugh out loud when she starts the rebellion on. Oh, that was Ke- is the name of the planet Kessel? Uh, yeah. Um, the the salt mines on Kessel, yeah. Or yeah, the, I really laughed out loud. Salt mines on Kessel. When she started the rebellion, like the droids were like jumping around on the fucking computer that was and hilarious. shit. Yeah. And then and then he walks over and then one of the droids walks over to the, like the table and he says something. He's like, "Freedom." Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I like I, I laugh each time I see it, and then it cuts to the droid that's like literally jumping up and down. It's like the same size as R two. Uh, I thought that was great. I also really liked them putting her brain into the Millennium Falcon after that. Yeah, so that was a little bit like confusing for me. Um, I think we've established that droids can easily just be, um, you know, reassembled. So like when Lando was really sad, it was just like it's fine, man. You'll just get her fixed. Thank you. So I, I think it was more putting her, because I think he mentioned earlier that he could have her memory wipe, but he needs her GPS mm-hmm. navigation. Yeah. I think it was more just him putting, like her knowledge, into the Millennium Falcon. Because mm-hmm. I feel like at that point, if he puts them in the Millennium Falcon, she should be able to just talk. No. Right. Yeah. You'd hope that her consciousness isn't enslaved by a chip after everything she stood for. Yeah, and then there's been like some like people have pulled up that like when C3PO taps into the Millennium Falcon in the uh, original uh, trilogy, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, this ship has a very peculiar language." Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool. I like that. And like, in typical like spinoff fashion, they kind of have to kill off all like the non-main characters. Yeah, there'd be like no stakes. <laughs> Which, Sandy uh, Newton from Westworld. I thought she was going to be in the that entire movie. She was, she was out. Well, she had like four lines. How most, dare they do that to me? Most of them were like, like, hey, fuck this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, her character was like, whatever. Uh, it's kind of the same thing with Rio Durant, John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really, fu- like the way he said a Wookiee, he was like, a Wookiee, a Wookiee. Yeah. And each time he says it, like my eye twitched a little bit. Um, I, lo- I love John Favreau, and I'm actually really, really excited for his live-action TV series. But I was kind of like whatever with his character. I semi like started clapping when he got shot. Um, and I could see he's a typical like I could see them trying to sell toys with that guy. But like as like as like for the movie, uh, if I think they could have did this movie without Lando, they definitely could have fucking did this movie without Rio Durant. I thought I thought he got shot in the head, and I was like, oh, that's dark. <laughs> he, it looked like he took like a small wound to his arm, and then when it cut back to his arm, like, like his whole fucking arm was missing. Yeah. Uh, so I thought he was fine. I thought that whole thing, like that whole first act, though, I really actually liked that though. Mm. I really liked seeing Han in a bat in like an, a live battle, mm. like to actually see the battlefield. I thought that was pretty fucking crazy. I'd really like enjoy to see more of that. Mm. Like that, that was a real battle. It was not a space battle. That like that was a ground battle. There was no fucking Ewoks. Like, there was nothing like that. Like, this was like a... This was real... This was war going on in the background. 
Um, so I really like that as well. The other thing that I just realized was the one disappointment I had was when they finally get back to I don't remember the name of the planet with all of the uh, hyper fuel I think is what it is mm-hmm. when they finally get back there with all of that stuff I forget what it's called um, and they're in like that little like hut and all of a sudden they turn around and Enfist Nest is there the guy that has mm-hmm. the mask they're calling the pirates the whole time yeah. um, I was really really excited slash hoping for because like you said multiple times this was supposed to be like a western mm-hmm. like the Star Wars equivalent of a western I really thought at that point we were going to get a really fucking epic shootout and maybe a couple people were going to die mm-hmm. I, like, I thought it was going to be really badass and I was a little disappointed when it was like hey by the way this badass pirate marauder is a chick and all oh so they're the good guys we need you to help them I was honestly just looking for like a really cool fight because I think they could have went that whole time without him helping out those people because mm. like the impression you get from Han Solo is that he really was a scoundrel and a bad guy up until he ended up helping the rebels in New Hope yeah well now we know he actually financed the rebellion so I guess so technically <laughs> yeah um, I was, so I was a little disappointed in that I thought the Enfys Ness was like a pretty cool character especially mm. when she jumps down when like the double cross happens mm. I thought that was really badass um, but I, I was expecting more from that scene. Uh, I was really hoping for like a giant shootout, and I thought that would have worked really well with that. Maybe, maybe kill off Beckett there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But like, it was not something that by any means ruined the movie for me. All right. Well, we need to get like twelve double crosses in the end of the movie to where we're just like, I don't just let me know what happens at the end. I'm not sure what's happening at this point. Which did did you see the Beckett cross coming? Um, not really, honestly. I, I did only because I knew there was no way that this is where they end with this character. Mm. And like, at what point would Amelia Clark have been able to warn him about the like the double cross? Yeah. So I wasn't too too surprised, but they kind of make it like a big like <gasps> moment. And like, I didn't really buy that because like clearly the entire movie is like, hey, don't trust anyone, don't trust anyone. I think that kind of gives it away. It's kind of little fingery. Oh. But and then like yeah, trust me. And then I was like, uh, I enjoyed Woody Harrelson's death. I thought that was like really good with Han. Like, I think I think the development of Han's movie was actually really really well done. Because you get like you get like a a a kid with his eyes wide open and he just wants to fly. Then he realizes that the Empire sucks. Mm. And then he realizes that he just want like he he still trusts people too much. And you kind of see where we get like the current day Han Solo. Mm. Um, and so uh, like Han shoots first, so what? Well, he literally shot first. Like they didn't even let him finish his set, which is smart at that point. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, he, he betrayed you. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I I enjoyed all that. Like I really thought it was all good. I loved the the, uh, the card game at the end, uh, yeah. where where Han realizes that he was using a uh, a card card thingy to uh, win all those games. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was great, and uh, it was great to see a. Han finally do the Kessel Run, which not entirely what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You, you've been hearing about the Kessel Run so much, yeah. and you finally get it. It was like I wasn't disappointed; it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, when they're when they're in space and they're leaving that planet, and all of a sudden it cuts to space and it's the lightning mm-hmm. and the fog and all that, yeah. and you see the Imperial Destroyer coming great. at them. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. It was almost. I put that on. One of the things we actually liked about Last Jedi 
is when she flies into the um, uh, the fucking I don't even remember his name at this point because I don't even like it when she flies into his ship yeah, yeah. at hyperspeed I thought that was like visually stunning and I thought I thought I thought when they showed the Star Destroyer in this I thought that was unbelievable yeah that was awesome like, I thought that was a fantastic shot and like, I, I thought that was really awesome. and I love that we like even go back to like Han always says he's gonna do stuff and then it doesn't work yeah. and he's always wrong that's like one of the fun parts about Han yes. and like when he's like well they're not gonna waste a TIE fighter <laughs> on TIE fighters on <laughs> there's like three just shit. comes just, out yeah uh, so no, I, thought, I thought that was great but that shot particularly was yeah. like fucking I thought that was so well done and uh, I think um, my favorite scene in the whole movie is at the end when uh, Amelia Clark's character kills um Yes, the bad guy whose name is Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss. Well, um, Han is like scrambling to get his blaster, yeah. and yeah. by the time he gets there, she's already stabbed him. I'm he's like, sorry, oh. I had to do it. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, you yeah. Had to. It was so good. It was like I, I don't know if that was a part from the Lord and Miller, like, yeah, you know, it was just I don't know. It was really funny to me that part in particular. I appreciated it, and then. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I like the movie. I don't understand why people aren't seeing it. Other than, I guess, maybe they didn't market it enough. And um, people are really upset about The Last Jedi. I think. I also think there's a lot of die-hard, like die hard, die hard Star Wars fans who are refusing to see this because it's a reinterpretation of Han Solo, who is like sacred ground. Mm. Like, I think a lot of it has to do with that as well. That's definitely definitely is possible but i mean if you're somehow listening to this for some reason and you haven't seen it which would be really weird um you should definitely go see it 100 percent. yeah it's yeah it's a movie i'm actually excited to see for a third time mm. oh we get so. to see chewy rip people's arms off finally chewy was a fucking quite literally a monster yeah, in this. he was great i loved it he was did you really see his strength in this too mm-hmm. which by the way what the fuck was wrong with the other uh, Wookies on that planet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what was happening there. Like, you know, the original Planet of the Apes, where like, oh, like in the '60s, like with the really bad makeup and all that. That's kind of what that the the Wookies look like. Oh yeah, I yeah, I didn't know where we were going with that. This is not not good times to be talking about Planet sure, of the Apes. But no, if you look at some, if you look at some of the Wookies on there, and if you go back and look at like the old Planet of the Apes movies, mm-hmm. it looks like that. Like they had like really bad makeup on. I was like, <laughs> what is wrong? You're not wrong. And actually, I wanted to ask about that. The second time, it's still pretty goofy. I thought they were like I thought it was like sickly like Wookiees. So I was just like I don't know what's going on with that. But Chewie's like I need to save them, and Han's like I, I don't think they're even Wookiees. I don't. Yeah, he's <laughs> like all right, buddy, go ahead. And he's like you know what these people are all fucked up. I'm gonna come with you now. Oh man, and uh, yeah, I, I liked I liked Amelia Clark's character trying on the capes. That was great. I enjoyed uh, Donald Glover's Lando calling him Han. Just like also, the original. One of the other things I also really liked is when they finally get back to the planet after the castle run, and he sees that his ship's all destroyed, mm-hmm. and he, and Lando just goes, "Oh, I hate you." Yeah. And then Han goes, "I know." I know. Yeah. And it was it was like the "I love you," I know. So oh, I, and, I thought I thought that was really good. And Lando just dipping. 
That was hilarious. <laughs> was so I think funny. I think that might have uh, that I think that might have been uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Phil Miller, Chris Lord. Yeah. I I think that might have been a them shot because that was actually really funny. Yeah, that's so when hilarious. he's like he's like, well, there's people in that ship are gonna come over here and fucking kill you, yeah. and the ship just gets up and fucking leaves. <laughs> yes. I thought that was really funny. Uh, uh, see, like I don't know why people don't like this movie. I think. Like the humor at the very beginning, I liked the thermal detonator detonator scene. I thought that was very um, funny as well. It's it's very Marvel, you know. Like I feel like Marvel has a specific brand of humor, which is great yeah. for Marvel. But when other movies try to like copy it, it's kind of weird. But it did work because it is funny. But you know, I think Last Jedi had a similar thing at the beginning with the phone call. One of my least favorite scenes. Yeah, ever. whereas like this is trying to be a Marvel movie, right? My now. least favorite fucking scenes yeah. of any movie. I keep going down a Last Jedi rabbit hole with you, Brian, and I just want to say I don't like <laughs> it's okay. it. Okay, I'll try I not to bring it up again. Ever that, again. That might that might be my least favorite scene in that entire movie. Mm. That is so dragged on and so on Star Wars like. I'm not getting into this right yeah. now. No, I I agree, I agree. But I thought it worked better in this movie. Um, I don't know what that alien was. She was pretty scary. Yeah, Lady Proxima, yeah. who is actually Linda Hunt, who plays the little costume maker in uh, The Incredibles. Oh, fun fact. I didn't know that. Yes. But then also she's also a vampire. Fact, I don't know. Also fun fact that in Dried Voss's office was the um, the the gold little statue guy mm-hmm. that Indiana Jones takes in the very first Indiana in, in uh the lot in the fucking um Rays of the Lost Ark. Yep. In the very beginning, the little like gold statue guy. Mm. It was actually in Dryden Voss's office. And I, I, I had read it uh after I saw the movie the first time, but I caught it when I saw it the second time. I thought that was uh, pretty very cool. Interesting. So are, can we confirm at this point that uh Indiana Jones and Star Wars take place in the same universe? That's what to say. I'm actually really happy that uh, a lot of them survived Thanos's uh, snap. <laughs> it's just yeah, all of these Disney properties are just the same, same yeah, I universe. Mean, I mean, uh, Peter Quill is basically fucking based off of Han Solo. Right. So it's nice to see. It's nice to see that. And this is also, uh, this is a long time ago. Remember. Yeah, and it's in a galaxy far, far away, so maybe it didn't. <laughs> His snap it. didn't reach it. But uh, no, uh, and I I mentioned it earlier. I was cool. I was glad to see the Millennium Falcon clean at first. But mm-hmm. I also I liked how they got rid of the front part oh, and they said it was an escape pod. And then it's all fucked up after that once they get back. Yeah, it loses its dish like, just like it always does. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, it's the that's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. It's it's been good. It was nice to finally jump back into it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm glad we're back to it. Back to the grind. And I think that we are probably the biggest defenders of Solo now in the universe. I'll I'll I'll, I'll defend it to the grave, man. I, I yeah, I really love Solo. And maybe uh, maybe maybe eventually you can see Deadpool too, and we can uh, I can tell you how much I love Deadpool too. We can do a later review of it. We got to do it at some point. We have been promising it. Yeah. We got to do it at some point. Exactly. Maybe we'll wait for years until we're big enough to get Ryan Reynolds onto the podcast and then we'll have him review it as Deadpool with us. Alright. Alright. Well, you can just say you don't want to do it with me. So. <laughs> it's gonna happen, All right. It's gonna happen. Alright, buddy. Godspeed. Thank you for uh, for waiting with me through my uh, cyber terrorism. 
attack. Uh, it's been fun. And to everybody listening, thanks for sticking around. Make sure you check out We Could Get Everything on YouTube. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Um, uh, DJ Clubber Lang. Just follow me. It's a good follow. Yeah, and uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and rate it for us. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. There's going to be so many people shocked that there's an episode coming out when they see this. Yes. They're be like, I thought this was dead, but we're not dead. We're fucking back, baby. Yeah, can't, can't kill it. Can't. All right, All right see you guys.